yak babies, sex, presidents, and sometimes books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Husky Fashion. If you're a dog or a fat child, we've got you covered. As your internet personal pals, Dave. Hey, boys. Hello, Brick. Good morning. And hello to New American Nico. Hello, boys. Hello. Yes, we are boys and we are saying hello in this morning. Uh, once again, we're talking about our genre or category picks, I guess is a better way to think about it. So we're going through different sort of subsections or sort of subcategories of literature and picking out some of our fave reads there and trying our best to avoid the same old talks we talked about before and doing, you know, I'd say our 50-50 on that one. This topic is mystery, mystery literature, mystery fiction. Again, a genre that I'm, I think, really illiterate in. So I'm going to be looking to my personal pals here for some guidance. Let's start with Brick. The most mysterious of the personal pals. Yes. So, what is your favorite mystery read? Man of mystery. Yeah, I don't. I don't read a ton hmm. of mystery books. Oh, yeah. I don't read. <laughs> I don't. I read because <laughs> they don't make mystery books see and say, so I can never get. Them. <laughs> it's a pop up book with a mystery. However, I read some. I, I prefer the older style. So, mm. um, like I did read all the Sherlock Holmes books maybe 15 years ago so right. uh, that's on my list uh hound of baskervilles was my favorite i think it's the most famous one for a reason yeah that one is very good i also really like the abc murders by agatha christie hmm. i read a number of her books actually but that one i like that one quite a bit yeah you're probably familiar with actually both those two even if you've never read them because the bbc remakes both the hound of the baskervilles and the abc murders weekly yeah. so uh, there's a million interpretations of those famous mysteries out there. Yeah. A book I really liked as a kid, and in fact, while you guys were on your urination break, I just ordered it on Amazon because I have not read it since I was a child, and I don't remember anything about it besides it was basically a novel version of the game of Clue, was a book called The Westing Game. Oh, I love that book. Yeah, so I'm now excited to read that again 30-something years later. Yeah. That's a fun one. Set in Milwaukee. I don't. All I remember was that it 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 was basically. Is it set in Milwaukee? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Pronounced Milwaukee. The good land. <laughs> good contribution. Thanks. Good <laughs> the proud city of Milwaukee. Thanks you. And then finally, and you know, this is maybe more of a thriller than a mystery, but hmm. and whether we want to have a distinction distinction there, I don't. Know, I don't but, think uh, so. I don't I think, think so. The Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. I read all of those Thomas Harris Thomas Harris thank you I read all of those when I was you know in high school I remember I've also seen all the movies the movies aren't that good except for the actual The Silence of the Lambs is great but the other movies aren't very good Manhunter uh, is good what Manhunter is oh good. you're right the original one before they remade it yes yeah with the guy from CSI yeah William Peterson <laughs> yeah. Fucking rules. yeah you're right and then the remake was awful I don't know why they did that yeah. but The Silence of the Lambs is a super uh it's scary, you know, but it's also like a, a pretty good, you know, the movie, if you're familiar with the movie, it captures the the sort of tone and feeling of the book very well, where like, it's a mystery, but also there's this like, it's not a whodunit, there's a real sense of menace mm. and, and danger. Uh, the whole time, the book sequel, Hannibal, was similar, right? It was really kind of gross and disturbing. Um, and then the Manhunter book was pretty good too. But Silence of the Lambs is the standout, it's also the standout movie. Right. Bless you. I'd read somewhere, or maybe heard somewhere in a podcast that Thomas Harris wrote Hannibal as a response to 
everyone being so entranced by the lecture character and him thinking like that was the wrong way to interpret the book. And so he was like, didn't want to go back and he kind of pressured him like write a sequel. And he was like, fine. And so Hannibal is this like mega perverted, like super dark, like fucked up book. And then when they wanted to go film a adaptation of it, they went to Jonathan Demi who made signs of the lambs. And he was like, I, I don't think so. This is pretty gross. And then Jodie Foster was like, this is a bit, this is a bit much. And he was just like, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I'll give you the darkest thing possible. Mm. And that book is yeah. fucked up for sure. It's even, it's, the movie is dark, but yeah. the book is, ooh. Yeah, there's some fucked up shit in that book for real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, drilling, drilling heads and feeding people to pigs and, yeah. And like incest and all kinds of weird stuff. Yeah. It's like a, yeah, it's tough. But Silence of the Lambs is wondering. It's great. Yeah. And then I have an honorable mention, which is a movie, ooh. which is named after me. It's called Brick. <laughs> I don't know, have you guys ever seen this movie? It's yeah, got, movie. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's so good. Ryan it's Johnson's a, Breakout. Oh, is it Ryan Johnson? Movie. I didn't know that. That, yeah. that makes sense. That was his first big movie. Yeah, so it's got that kind of hard-boiled detective stuff on top of a of a high school kind of yeah. thing smashed together. It's very good. Yeah, it's like laying the tropes of like a Raymond Chandler novel in yeah. high school. Mm-hmm. Well, I did read all the Raymond Chandler and Dashiell Hammett books, maybe not all, but a, a bunch of them years ago. I quite enjoyed those as well. Yeah, a lot of those didn't age well. <laughs> yeah, I read a uh, Raymond Chandler book like last year, and it was like, oh Jesus! Yeah, he's, as long as you know the yeah. name of the dog for the crossword, that's all you really need. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty racist. Steve, what about you? You know, for me, a lot of it, like with the sci-fi, goes back to when I was younger, when I was reading a lot of, you know, like Carl Hyacinth, for example. Aaron, you're one of your favorites, mm-hmm. and Elmore Leonard, like Get Shorty. <laughs> I remember really liking that book. And there was a series by a writer named John D. McDonald about a detective named Travis McGee. And all of the titles were like contained a color. So like the long blue goodbye was the first one. And, you know, they all they all played mm. off from that. Yeah. As an adult, though, it's it's the same with sci-fi. Like I like it when I read it, but I don't really seek it out. But there is there's a, a writer named Chester Himes who I first came to him through one of his literary novels, which was set in L.A. during World War II. God damn it. And there goes its title. If he hollers, let him go, which was super good. Mm. So then I read a book called a lot of his stuff is set in Harlem. And I read a mystery called A Rage in Harlem. And that was really good. It was about a dude who loses all his money to like a con artist and then kind of Mm. gets together with his like crazy and also maybe con artist brother to get the money back. It was like really funny and entertaining and like, it was really interesting. A lot of like interesting setting detail Harlem and like the, I don't remember quite when the sixties or seventies, I want to say. So for that would probably be my top choice of those. Yeah. Nico. I used to read like Dashiell Hammett and uh, Richard Stark, Donald Westlake. Those kinds of, Things I read a Donald Westlake. Speaking of not holding up, read a Donald Westlake a couple years ago, and it was super racist too. It's <laughs> it's really depressing. The most depressing thing about so I read the Long Goodbye by Chandler. It's like supposed to be is, is that what it's called? What's whatever yeah. the goodbye one? Yeah, and it's it does have a lot of really good writing, but like in the beginning of the book, the PI is just like fucked over by the cops. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of setting up like, okay, a little counterculture, like maybe the cops aren't the best guys. And then he there's there's this Hispanic guy that he doesn't like and he just like six the cops on on him. And it's like, okay, so you it's like you're 
you don't like the cops Didn't when they're like. hassling. It's like classic fucking Republican bullshit. It's like, okay, you're right. pro-cop as long as they're hassling the right people. Right. But anyway, so the uh, so for mysteries, I would say the best like classic mystery I've read recently that's kind of an updated uh, of the Agatha Christie, that kind of classic mystery format, is called Everybody in My Family Has Killed Somebody by yeah, Benjamin right. Stevenson. That's like – it. They, he literally starts with like the Agatha Christie rules and then does like kind of a modern version of that 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 I thought was really good. And then Yiddish Policeman's Union, great mystery. Mm. That might be a more of a literary crossover. The Alice Vega series by Louisa Luna is a pretty good procedurals. And of course, Gone Girl, somewhere in between mystery and thriller. Mm. It's not quite a mystery. Mm-hmm. And then for thrillers, I would say the best ones I've read recently are Eye of the Needle by Ken Follett, classic spy thriller that's about a German spy that like has the pictures that will win the war for Germany and these two spy catchers that are trying to catch him. And that's it. That's the entire book. And it's <laughs> and it's it's great. And then Child 44, which is a book I read years ago that's about uh Stalinist Russia and a state security agent who like stumbles on this killer. And because and it's like the way that it works in Stalinist Russia is like they're not allowed to say that there's a serial killer because that looks bad for the country. So he's like trying to find this killer. He's he's also addicted to meth and he's like trying to like not get fucked over by his fellow like state security agents. But they all constantly just fuck each other over because it's a fascist nightmare. Mm -hmm. That one was really good. It's too bad that Tom Rob it's by Tom Rob Smith. And the last thing he did, I think, was uh this very mediocre series on Hulu called The Class of 09 that's like hmm. really depressingly mediocre. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's my list. There was a movie of Child 44 too, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know if I ever Tom read it. Hardy maybe is in it? Or did you yeah. or ever saw it? Did you see it? I didn't see it. I heard the reviews were okay. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed intense. Yeah. Yeah, like Dave, again, I don't have a lot of... Uh, this is not my go-to genre. And for the similar reasons we d- discussed in the sci-fi or we'll discuss in the sci-fi episode, I can't remember, or I don't know what the release schedule will be, is that I tend to just, I look for more literary crossovers, right? I just tend to default to literary fiction as my go-to genre. And so I'm not a big mystery reader. I did think the Western game that Brick already mentioned because I loved that book when I was a kid for sure. Another series that I liked when I was a kid that I read a lot of were as three investigators, uh, which is, I believe, a British YA mystery series. These three friends who, you know, it's like Nancy Drew, but with the or Hardy Boys, but these three kids instead of two or one, I guess. It goes up from the or from there. There's probably a book of four investigators. When I got them, they were presented as like Alfred Hitchcock presents the three investigators. I'm not sure why, but those are the books I found in the library when I was a kid, and I loved the idea because I, I knew Hitchcock and liked Hitchcock movies already. So I was like, well, if Alfred Hitchcock likes it, then I should like it too. And I'm sure, obviously, he had nothing to do with it. It was just the name. But they're fun. They're little mysteries. You know, again, they're in the Hardy Boys vein, so it's something challenging, but those are super fun. And then the mystery that I have liked most recently that I talked about a little bit in the podcast was a song for, or Songs for the Dying, or no, Songs for the Missing by Stuart Onan, which is his sort of like, it's not true crime, but like his like sort of missing girl novel a teenager a high school senior goes missing 
and they you know try and find what happened or discover what happened to her it's basically an anti-mystery it sort of takes the rules of mystery and, and sort of rewrites them and does something very different and it was a very emotional experience as a result things that he does with that story and, and the resolution of it i think are really surprising and or at least surprising if you if you go in thinking one thing and then you kind of have the rug pulled out from under you a little bit but man what a great novel and a really sad and precise novel about loss which i really like a lot but yeah not a ton of experience but i'm trying to think of others besides that and i don't really have a lot i mean i read the thin man like that so i've dabbled here and there i read the donald westlake novels in comic form uh, which are super fun but again we'll talk about those in, in the comic section so yeah always looking for more recommendations for good mystery novels listeners give us your thoughts by emailing us at uh was it yakby's podcast at gmail.com yeah that's it usually <laughs> Email us your suggestions, recommendations, your favorite mysteries. You can also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash yakbabies, where we have our bonus podcast for $1 a month. You can get access to all our dirty laundry there. Uh, and also contact us. There's a little you know forum where you can get involved in the comments and leave us some messages and so forth. That dollar goes a long way. You get so much on the Patreon. There's Brodebro conversations where we tackle some serious issues. Uh, there's Snack Babies, a separate podcast where we're talking about snacks and the world of snacking. There's 101 Ghost Jokes Ranked. There's 113 Pickle Jokes Ranked, which is ongoing. I mean, tons of stuff there, and it's a lot of fun for that dollar. And then, of course, you have our merch, tinyurl.com slash babies, where Brick has designed some posters and t-shirts and mugs and stuff, and they're all really funny, and you should check them out. Until then, Yak Babies, yakking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael. Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, Gilbert, and William Howard Taft. Oh.